Geeks. You're listening to episode 87 of the Geeks of the Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Walter. What's up? And LJ Lowry. 3P! <laughs> I, uh, uh, LJ is not, not a staple uh, in the podcast, but he's slowly becoming one. Uh, you've been on three weeks now? Four three weeks, weeks in a row. No, there was there was a break yeah. for one of them. Yeah. And then you're going to be on next week as well. Yep, because Shelly... Because I will be gone. Yes. Rip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe is doing well. Everyone, I don't know how worried people are, um, but Joe is doing much better from the yeah. sounds of it. Um, but he did need just... Like, he's just got home a couple days ago. Um, I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff to, to deal with. Yeah. Um, just needs that so, extra day recovery, so... Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He's yeah. not 100% yet, but he's working on it. And he's yes. on the up and up. Uh, still praying for you, Joe. Everyone else, continue to pray for him as well, if you have the time. Um, I know he's really appreciating it. Appreciating it. Uh, also, before we get into the show, we need to give a few special shout-outs uh, to our Patreons. First of all, anyone who donates to our Patreon, thank you so much. But specifically, Joel Watt and Scott Phillips. We're going to give you guys a shout-out. Um... Because we're just we're so grateful for everything you guys have done. Uh, Joel Watts, I know he's been he was part of our Twitch team for a long time, um, been a big part of the community. Uh, and Scott Phillips, uh, thank you so much for what you've done. Uh, we can't do these kind of things without uh, your support. So, yeah. Uh, from that, I guess we'll start with LJ. Uh, what are you geeking out about this week? Uh, alrighty. Uh, first of all, I'll kind of um, do a little bit of you know, like kind of what I've been geeking out about, but at the same time, a little advertising, because uh, I went to go see Despicable Me 3, because yeah. I am working on the official Bible study for the movie, or I worked on it. Um, it's actually yeah. now being, uh, uh, it's already now being sent to the final stages of publishing, and uh, I was so nervous, and I thought it was going to be like, I, I don't know, I just thought it was going to be terrible, because this is my first <laughs> time, like... We should say... Official with Geeks and a Grace, not with DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, basically, like, you know, I don't really, you know, gaming's my department, you know, I don't really do a lot of Christian living type of writing, and, you know, like, I'm just not, like, you know, like, I'm just not really, like, a deeply theological person, you know, I'm not really, I, I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm not really, like, that educated in, like, everything about the Bible, like, obviously I read the Bible, I know some scripture, but that's about it. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun doing research and, you know, exploring the different translations, you know, and just finding out what worked mm-hmm. for me to convey the message. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, it it was a pretty good movie. The only problem I had, like, to doing a Bible study was there were some deeper themes I thought they were going to go into that they just didn't. And so I kind of mm-hmm. had to, I kind of had to, like, focus on I had to take a little bit of a different route than I wanted to, but but it, it all worked out for the mm-hmm. best anyway. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was a good movie. Um, you know, if, especially over the weekend, um, you know, it's good for uh, fa- you know parents to take their kids to see it and stuff. Um, especially with the long weekend we had, and apparently it was actually on record. It's I think it's got one of the widest openings in the world now. Yeah, like it literally opened to like the most theaters like any movie has ever opened. I think, 
Um, the Twilight, I think, yeah, the Twilight Saga Eclipse uh, was oh, held that record. Um, <laughs> so that's crazy. Of course it did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that the, what that means is that it's it opened to the to the most theaters uh, all at once in opening weekend. Uh, yeah. So when will that be up? Uh, I am not entirely sure, but hopefully by the time uh, everyone hears this, it'll be up. I know we got Dallas. Yeah, if it's written, it should only take a couple days. Yeah, we got Dallas working on uh, some graphics for it, and then I think uh, the final edits are are being sent to Casey. Cool. Great. Always good to read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next thing I've been geeking out was uh, was um, I played a, a little game called uh, Shadow of the Beast. It's a PS4 exclusive um, made by an indie developer, but um, it's it's a remake of an old game on Amiga and Sega Genesis. It got like, ported later to Sega, but the um, whole story is that you're this monster, uh, you're this beast guy that um, was, he was once human, but he was transformed by these like creepy like mage-like monster things. And so they were going to use him as, like, you know, the destroyer, you know, to harbinger souls and stuff like that, you know, as this... Does he abduct a young girl uh, and make her fall in love with him? And then... No. Uh, Beauty and the Beast style? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to explain this. Like, explain the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's kind of crazy because it's very much a redemption story. Um, because um, at the beginning of the game, he, uh, you know, you go to you go to um, kill these, like, monks or whatever, and one of them, like, you know, when he dies, he touches the beast, and the beast starts to regain these memories of, of what happened to him, and so he breaks... It's cool, because he breaks the shackles, and all of a sudden, he's chasing down the guy that, that just had him shackled and everything, and it's very, like... I think it's set on Earth, kind of, but it's very, like, space alien kind of stuff. It's like a sci-fi fantasy kind of mix. But um, it plays like a 2D, like 2.5D, like kind of everything's 3D and like great looking. The graphics are amazing. But it plays like God of War. so And it's kind of bloody like God of War, just to let people know ahead of time. But it's okay. a lot of fun. Uh, the story is, is really cool because they don't, uh, like at first they don't speak in English, the characters. Um, but you can unlock something later that translates these subtitles that are that you can't even understand, and so it translates them into oh. English later on. So you can, the story is very good about expressing itself without words, but later on you really get the meat of it whenever you unlock the translations for the different characters. That reminds me of Wind Waker, because if you play through Wind Waker the first time and then you play through it a second time... yeah. Um, you could hear, or you can, all the subtitles that were in Hylian before, you can read them in English. Yes, so you know yeah, that's saying. what it does, yeah. and there's a couple different races in the game, and, you know, it's a very short game, but once you unlock those things, you can actually, uh, listen, like, read what they're actually saying, and it's super hard, they have harder difficulties, and there's this battle for leaderboards that you can, if you're into that, um, it's, cool. it's pretty tough game, actually, too, but... That was the one thing I really liked about No Man's Sky. Um, I like. I know I have not <laughs> that game, but learning the language. Yeah, that was cool and, too. Like, slowly starting to understand people was really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game is really awesome. It doesn't feel like it's made by indie developers and it's a Sony exclusive, but it does not feel like an indie game to me. Like, 
I feel I feel like they could. It's only twenty dollars, but I feel like they could have released that at retail, and it still would have done really well. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, and then uh, the final thing I'm geeking out about here is uh, I know I'm late on the draw with this one, but I finally started picking up uh, catching up on the Flash, and I'm watching season three. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, uh, I've watched the first couple episodes uh, when Jesse shows back up, and I'm I'm so happy that Barry finally decided to not mess with the timeline because I was getting frustrated. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like you can't just if you don't like you something, can't just you, keep doing you can't it, just man. you can't just whine about it and go <laughs> change it because you don't like something. Like you know, how what season is three? Is it the last? season? Yeah, it's the one that just that just finished. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know I'm still early on, and I know things get crazy, but uh, I'm really liking where it's going at first, because with the whole Flashpoint stuff, I was kind of like, oh, man, if we're going to keep doing this, right. then... Well, I was thinking, just thinking, I thought there were more seasons in it, and so the end of season two yeah. was like, made everyone so angry because <laughs> we thought he was done messing with <laughs> yeah. And nope. that was Yeah, I was kind of bitter about that. Um, at... <laughs> But it was a great season. Yeah, season even wonderful. season two felt like, you know, like you were saying, it felt like two like different seasons. Like, season two was long, but it was uh, it was great. Like, I don't know yeah. if, like, it can ever top season two. I'll have to see. But uh, just the whole <laughs> stuff with Zoom and everything was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I'm really digging The Flash right now. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, now we'll move into the gaming news. And uh, this is kind of interesting. I've been kind of following this first story for a while now. There was a trailer that went up for Anthem on the official PlayStation YouTube. And so what happened is, you know, people were watching it and what uh, they, you know, they advertised it, you know, coming to PlayStation 4 and all this stuff. But when they really analyzed it, right. they saw that... Uh, the uh, the buttons apparently on on the heads up display uh, were were uh, PS4 buttons you'd find on a PS4 but they were photoshopped over the Xbox One buttons. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they just stuck them right on top of them, and so uh, it. And that was made with an Xbox One. X, yes, the trailer was, <laughs> which is even worse. It's like that's really? so awkward like, and, yeah. and lazy. Yeah, and so it's like. <laughs> Okay, like you, you guys just got snagged, like, and it was obvious that, okay, you know, you guys just tried to Photoshop an Xbox One X trailer, and uh, apparently now the trailer is no longer on YouTube, but there are screenshots and things <laughs> in this article that you guys can see for yourself if you like. I was just like, I mean, it could almost be false advertisement to say that it's gonna. Yeah, look like the Xbox One that's X true. Yeah, because. Yeah, the Xbox One X version is going to be the best. Of yeah, them. and it's, it's like, man, like that could really whoever did that, like, could really get Sony in some hot water. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I was that's like, no way! Like, I just, I was like, wow, <laughs> like that is insane. <laughs> Rip them. Yeah. Um. So, um, next piece of news we have here is about um, Bayonetta. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bayonetta. Um, it's uh, from Pla mm, Platinum Games. I've never played a game, but I know. They're pretty cool. I know they you know, they got some sexualized characters and stuff. And there are some, they got, there are they some mature Bayonetta. themes, but they're very <laughs> well done video games. Um, they're kind of like just action. Like, I hate to bring up like God of War, but they're like, you know, like Devil May Cry, God of War, like just those, like just crazy, okay. frantic action games. Um, but... 
there are some tweets that Platinum Games, apparently, I find this hilarious, Platinum Games barely made an official Twitter account. <laughs> and they're, like, pretty big. Um, but the first tweet they did was a picture of both uh, Bayonetta from the first game and the second game. And the they it was top on it was top to bottom. Um, on the top part it was uh, red and on the bottom part was blue. Like and it oh, was okay. yeah yeah it was the red background and blue background. And so somebody t- um, sent them this tweet, and it was of the Switch controllers. And uh, so they retweeted that. Like you know somebody was like hey is this what you're doing and then they basically retweeted it, it didn't say anything. Uh, so just like yeah, yeah. So rumor has it that uh, they are either putting the uh, Bayonetta games on Switch, or maybe if they're working on uh, on a sequel or on a third one, that they'll put that on the Switch. But um, they've been trying to. I feel like it's gotta be like HBO I would hope so. Or something, <laughs> or we would have seen it at E3. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's the thing yeah. too is um, they've been like. Like, Platinum Games has, has been all about pushing out some of their other games on other platforms lately. Like, they just put out the first mm-hmm. Bayonetta on PC, and then after that, uh, they put out a game called called Vanquished, which is another uh, pretty big game they did. It was pretty popular. So, I know they're... It seems like they're trying to, like, remind fans, like, hey, you know, if you miss this, here's, you know, here's our great stuff. Um, but I, and I also wonder if that has anything to do with the Scalebound thing. It's like, oh, well, we don't want to be remembered for having Scalebound canceled. We want, you know, people to remember us for these games. <laughs> so right. I'm really hoping those games come to Makes Switch, sense. though, especially since uh, Bayonetta 2 only came to Wii U. It, it, didn't, go, it didn't go to, yeah, people were mad about that, uh, especially Xbox and PlayStation owners. Because Bay- right. yeah, Bayonetta one was on all those platforms. <laughs> um, hmm. So yeah, Bayonetta fans can probably keep an eye on that. And yeah, and then we have our final piece of news, which is uh, apparently uh, there was an interview with uh, the creative director of Assassin's Creed Origins, and uh, they asked him, you know, what's the world going to be like? You know, like how big is it going to be? And he said that he couldn't give any stats or anything, but according to this guy, he says that Assassin's Creed Origins is going to be twice the size of Black Flag. Well, yeah, see, like, (laughs) I I wonder, because it's like Black Flag was mostly water. (laughs) Mostly water with some islands and stuff that you could just totally go out and explore. (laughs) So if they put it in a setting like Egypt... There's just going to be... I wonder if there's just going to be sand everywhere. Yeah, so it's like you talking sands, or are you just talking, like, all the islands yeah. combined, or... <laughs> They'll get those sand surfers from, uh... Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. There you um, go. I could see them maybe doing something like, um, something like, uh, maybe Black Flag in a way, but with sand. Like, maybe you have camels, or maybe you have something that can, like, make long-distance travel like that. Yeah, it just won't be as exciting, right. though. You're not going to fight people on a well, it's Assassin's Creed, maybe. <laughs> but you won't fight multiple people on a camel. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I hope... It's not gonna be, like, pirating. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Yeah, you can't... I mean, it could just be a massive game, It really could be. Uh, if they have just different Egyptian towns and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, plus, I'm trying to think of the, the geography of, of Egypt. It's not all desert. 
Right. No, it's, There's it's definitely a lot stuff. of it is though. Uh, what I think they could do, and I'd be okay with this, is um, Assassin's Creed Two, and I think Brotherhood had it a little bit, but you know they had areas where you just leave the town and you go to another big one. You know, like in like I know like full open world is like the thing these days, but you don't have to just have one singular open world. If you need to, you can have you know these different locations you can travel to, and they could be just as vast. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm not entirely sure how big e- Egypt is either, but I think I'd be okay with it having, you know, just the locations, like, uh, spread out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Origins. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's uh, wonderful. It's the, one of the first Assassin's Creed games I've been excited for in a long time. Yeah, it, yeah. it looks like I, I mean, I might... I'm still going to see what the reviews are going to be like, probably, but I'd actually be interested in getting this one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds cool. Um, for the pull list, I literally put not a dang thing, because <laughs> 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 uh, there wasn't much, and it's 4th of July uh, weekend, you know, 4th of July was Tuesday, um, as of this right. uh, release. Um, uh, I forgot to even say, I hope everyone had a great 4th of July. Yeah, the <laughs> whole... The only thing I will mention is I think Speedrunners comes out on PS4. It's been out on Xbox, um, but if you, I highly recommend that's the one game you should buy if you're going to buy a game this week. Buy Speedrunners. That's a fun one. Okay. <laughs> because really we've old. had it's yeah, a but Twitch it, team favorite. Yeah, it's TV slash Geeks and Grace. It's been in early access for a long time, but we've opened the pledge drive with that game two years in a row. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that recommendation out there. Um, cool. But that is it for the gaming section. How about you, Shelly? All right. I got a little bit of stuff to geek out about. First of all, I got a new shelf uh, just with like, you know, it was totally blank. And I thought, let's put all my geeky stuff on it. So obviously people listening <laughs> to it can't see it. But I put all my games up on there. Just whether close it's your eyes and imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> Uh, I got, yeah, I got Wii <laughs> games. I don't know where majority of my GameCube games are, but I have a couple that are there. Um, my Wii U games, my three PS4 games. <laughs> <laughs> I still only have three of those. A um, couple books, DS, 3DS games. Um, all my Amiibos, some random uh, plushies and stuff. My mugs, my super geeky mugs, like my uh, um, Star Wars one and my Portal one, Avengers. So... It looks oh, really cool. cool, and I'm really happy with it. It just makes my room um, feel more like me, I guess. Uh, I have a I have a Kylo Ren cup that every time I post it, like yeah. I always uh, I always make a joke about um, about uh, being about uh, the dark roast, <laughs> the dark roast, <laughs> the, dark the, the dark roast of the force. <laughs> the dark roast of the force. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. The dark side. But besides that, let's see. I. I saw Wonder Woman finally. I think the last person yes. yeah. on the podcast seemed to finally see it. And oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> we actually, um, we were going to go to one theater. We had to go to a different theater and watch it at a later time because the first theater was totally sold out. Because um, oh, wow. it just shows just how popular it is even now, yeah. which is crazy and awesome. Um, but I wore my Wonder Woman hat there. Uh, <laughs> you got that at PAX. <laughs> yeah, I got that at PAX, the big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Man, it was so good. Just the the fighting was super epic. Um, just watching it, I just like 
found my jaw dropping all the time. Just like, oh my gosh, they just did that. Yeah. Oh, no. That looks so cool. Um, and it was funny too. Yeah. It was. Yeah. There was a little bit of humor. It wasn't like misplaced humor either. Like I um, thought the humor that was put there was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Man. She's just all the goals. One of my favorite parts of that movie was whenever they use that piece of like the tank or whatever, and he's like Diana, and then she jumps off of it like they do with the shield, and then she just levels that building. Yeah, oh my yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. I was sick. I just man, so much, so much was well done in that movie. The yeah. characters <laughs> and you know Diana herself, like, and all the Amazon women, they're so ripped, and I loved it. I'm like, oh my gosh. I love how she was very naive. Like, you know, like, she just didn't, like, you know, understand everything quite at first. Like, yeah, but it was great I think, character development. Yeah, I, I really liked how she just stuck by with her beliefs no matter what, though. And she was just like, no, I am going to yell over you because what you're doing is wrong. And, you know, I don't, <laughs> like, because she doesn't care about the culture. She's just like, I want yeah, to do right. what's right. And I want to, you know, do this and that. So I'm just like, oh, it was very satisfying. Um, At least she wasn't angry over Ares as as Kratos was. (laughs) She's not like, Ares! (laughs) Man, that... So good. I'm very happy about that. That has to be... Why hasn't Bat in the Sun made that yet? Kratos versus uh, Wonder Woman? Oh, it's gotta happen now. Or Kratos versus Thor. That would be awesome. (laughs) Against the God of War. That would uh, be cool. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what Bat in the Sun is, go check Bat in the Sun out. Their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Batman versus Darth Vader. Uh, they did Wolverine versus. Wonder yeah, Wonder they do a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and their Wonder Woman is very. So, well so get this. Apparently, realistic. she actually, you know, apparently in one of the comics, she actually kills Ares. I don't know, like whether he's dead or not, according to the movie. But uh, mm-hmm. in the comics, she actually technically becomes the god of war. Whoa. Because, yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder uh, if, like, obviously I don't think they'll do that with the movies, but I think that's really cool that they did that in the comics. Because I made that joke to myself. I'm like, hey, I guess she's the god of war now. <laughs> um, <laughs> versus Kratos. So oh, my so sister, actually, she took a class her freshman year on comics, and they basically read a bunch of different um, comic books, superhero origins and stuff, I take and that she class. said that it's actually um, <laughs> really close to the original story, except better, because apparently even the original Wonder Woman, um, they made her, not, they didn't make her super sexist, but, like, the whole story was still sexist, mm. um, and I just, like, watched the movie, I'm like, I don't see any of that, so that was really <laughs> cool to see. Um, I'll stop just ranting about that. That was so good. Um, <laughs> what I will rant about, though, is freaking Fire Emblem Heroes. Everyone knows, on the, who listens to this podca- podcast, how much I love Fire Emblem. Um, the reason, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I love Fire Emblem is because their characters, um, make, they make their characters so lovable. You make them so it's like you don't want to have one of your characters die not just because it's like, oh, that's a really helpful character, but it's like, no, but, like, this character had character development and had connections with this person and that person, and, mm-hmm. you know, you get connected with them. And I know mm-hmm. that um, they create lots of characters that are specifically for fan service, which irritates me, but, I mean, <laughs> I can't exactly stop them. It's from Japan, like, Camilla <laughs> and Tharja and, you know, characters like that, but um, just, like, all the rest of the characters are just so well done. Um, so in Fire Emblem Heroes... What they've done is they released a summer banner. Um, 
And I guess they're just going to do this every season now. They had an Easter sort of themed one for spring. And they're having a summer themed one, obviously, for the summer. But it features... uh, They got four characters. Two girls, two guys. But um, the reason I'm angry mostly is because of one... Mostly one particular character. Um, They made female Robin in a freaking very scantily... uh, Scantal... I don't even know what the word is. Scandalous. That's the word Scantily I'm looking for. Scantily clad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Scantily clad. Um, like in a <laughs> bikini. Um, and it's just so ridiculous to me because, um, I don't know, they they can't take a character that you play, you know, that you create, such as Robin, because that's the main character in um, Fire Emblem Awakening. You know, you create your character. It's so they obviously make it as like Robin in any other sense, but it is your character. Um, right. That'd be like so, if they tried to sexualize a femship in Mass Effect. Yeah. So, gosh, it's just ridiculous because they take a, such a great character like Robin, and then they just like, hey, let's turn it into a sexual object. That sounds like it's a great idea. <laughs> I guess. I'm more so salty that it's, like, actually working, I suppose, and that Fire Emblem's gonna keep doing this. And I'm like, right. Fire Emblem, no, you're so much better than this! We all know you can yeah. create amazing characters. You don't need to take characters that people love already and then turn them into fan service. You don't need to do right. that. The and popularity really has definitely to. skyrocketed with that game, like, extremely, so... Yeah. Just think I of what they're gonna do for, like, Halloween and Christmas. They're probably gonna pull the same stuff. Probably. Gosh yeah, I mean, dang. They, they did for Easter, and that was, like, <laughs> really insulting. I was like, for yeah. Easter? They called it spring. Yeah. I think it was a spring yeah. thing. It was. Or they didn't call it Easter. I wasn't was... so upset with that one, because they're all wearing kind of ridiculous outfits. Camilla was obviously sexualized, but that's because she was originally but that way. Camilla. That's Camilla. Like, that's... Yeah. That is why she's there. Like, there is yeah. no argument. You play through Fire Emblem Fates, that is why she's there. Um, pretty much. But, uh... And Lucina, they had her dressed up, but it was definitely not that sexualized, Lisa. I saw it was, like, obviously still a buddy costume, but she was, like, it was more so to be yeah. cutesy. I, that's at least what I got from that. But with this, with the summer one, it's definitely because it's, like... And I think also, too, they create a paralogue with every new banner that they have. So you can play through this, like, little paralogue. And, like, it's, like, a little bit of story. It's really nothing, though. It's more like a side quest, if anything. Yeah, it's probably um, still... Yeah, and so it's usually, yeah, kind of silly and whatever, but this time it features, um, so Anna is sort of the main, um, one of the main characters you get when you first play the game, and in all the other games she's, uh, super greedy and she, like, wants all the money. That's her character. But in this paralogue, basically she's like, I want to take, like, she's just trying to take pictures of these people to sell for money. That's straight (laughs) up what the paralogue is about. And I'm like, that's not okay. That's odd. You can't just make a story just about someone trying to take pictures of almost <laughs> naked women um, and men. That, yeah, but that's taking it to a whole other level right there. Yeah. It's just, I don't yeah. know, that was very, like, so it's insulting at first to just create those characters and do that in general, but to create a story where it's, like, almost promoting it, it's not quite promoting it. You know, at the end, it's like, oh, that's not the point of summer. The point of summer is to have fun, you know, that sort of thing. But Anna is still just like, oh, but I want to take pictures of all of them because I want to sell them for money. It's like, ah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I just felt like ranting about that. Hopefully someone. totally just bad. Hopefully someone 
gets me on that level. Not, not, not because of this <laughs> news, but I definitely want to play Fire Emblem Heroes again since I no longer have a 3DS. It's still so. <laughs> it's still such a good game. I play the crap out of it. I've actually been committing a lot of my time to um, to my characters and make them really good. I've been using the inherit skill um, option a lot to put all these amazing skills in these characters so they just turn beastly. <laughs> I have this one character, Camus. Um, Camus? Camus? I don't really know how you pronounce it, but he has um, disencounter and I gave him advantage. So pretty much if he's below 75% and anyone tries to attack him, he'll attack them first and usually kill him. It's it's nice. amazing. Cool. <laughs> I'm cool. still on Magikarp Jump for some reason. <laughs> wow. I don't know I'm, why. I'm proud of you. <laughs> as soon as I get to the end, they bring up another, like, tournament. <laughs> I'm like, because I just want to beat it. Yeah. And they just won't let me beat it. I'm like, oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost done. And they're like, here's another one for you. <laughs> and I was like, ah. I haven't played Magikarp Jump. I want to know what happens in... if you beat the tournaments in, yeah. in Magikarp Jump. Because you shouldn't be able to do anything you just beat the game yeah so no, convinced there's not gonna know. be an end i want to know but um i haven't played and honestly my wife is farther than i so it's not just me and <laughs> i feel kind of bad like i've got notifications where it's like your magic carp is lonely i'm like well it's actually not oh, because it doesn't exist but that's i terrible. do feel a little bit bad you're like but it's digital It'll it basically fine. it's like nintendogs for me right now where it's like once you just put it down for a little bit, you gotta keep it down because then you just feel totally guilty coming back to it you know or like or like animal crossing <laughs> Yeah, like Animal Crossing. This is not a Tamagotchi. It's not gonna like oh, die on you or something. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, Magikarp Jump. Uh, Anyone else feel a little weird with Magikarp Jump that the cats all hang out at the front of your uh, little beach there? It's because they're trying to get you. They're trying to get your Magikarp. They just like. Yeah, hey. it's a little intimidating. I'm like, I don't know if I really want these two cats just kind of hanging around my. <laughs> they're <thing."> plotting <laughs> their uh, their attack against you. That's the only reason they're there. <laughs> Anyways. Goodness, yeah. Um. But, yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes, I just, I'm upset because I know they can do better. Mm. That's yeah. that's where I'm going to leave it there. Um, but we do have a yeah. little bit of movie news. Uh, first of all, Green Lantern Corps uh, details. We got our um, director. It is, let's see, what's his name? Rupert Wyatt. He is the guy um, who did Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So, I love those movies. Movie. They're so good. Like, they've just done like as as much as you can make a trilogy about planet of the apes like without being cheesy they've done a great job yeah um yeah let's see so we have our also our two um main characters released and sort of a little bit of details about what they're going to be doing um it's going to be hal jordan and john stewart so those are it's the super two. Super interesting to have them in the same movie. Yeah, they're gonna be the two. It'll, it'll be cool. People. Um, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Grab them, those two. Figure out which one sells the most action figures. <laughs> yeah. Um, <you> know, which <laughs> one is which one the audience likes more? Yeah. And then you put that one in Justice League. I nominate uh, Michael B. Jordan as a John Stewart. <laughs> I will. Uh, I don't think Idris Elba can be Green Lantern. He can be an older John Stewart, I think. <laughs> yeah. So this is his first. You're right, because Hal Jordan's, like, training Jon Stewart, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was just going to say, is that... Um, I don't know if legally he's able to be Jon Stewart, because he's in the Thor movies. <laughs> oh, you're right. Um, I don't know how the contracts work with that. Heimdall, yeah, he plays Heimdall. He looks like Jon Stewart. So. Or the uh, uh, the guy that's in Supergirl, 
they that would make sense. Or Flash's dad. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd all be great. Yeah. Well. Um, John Stewart. Uh yeah yeah you already said it but the reason they're gonna have the two is that Hal Jordan's going to be teaching John Stewart um about how to defend the Earth and being in the Green Lantern Corps. Um, the yeah. site says that they're they haven't casted anyone. They're looking for people who's age uh, 39 to 50 for Jordan and 21 to 30 for Stewart. So that definitely is going to be 39 that to 50. Age Jordan would be good. Yeah. 39 to 50. There's a lot of act- there's a, I think there's a lot of good actors out there that they could do. I'm not thinking of any at the moment. But... Yeah, and they're definitely looking oh, for yeah, someone who is African American for Stewart to um, stay true to the comics. Right. So. Michael B. Jordan. That's all I'm saying. Do Michael it. Michael B. Jordan. Just do it. Uh, Michael <laughs> would have been good, too. Like, it's way too late for him. Oh, yeah, for, like, an older uh, John Stewart, yeah. But then he's also Marvel. Yeah. Michael, I don't even think older. Like, he's got a younger look. He he hits 30, I think. Huh. All right. I'm going to be honest, though. Every time we say... Uh, yeah, I guess he is. I don't know how old he is, but... <laughs> Every time we say John Stewart, yeah. I think of um, John Stewart, like, the show. The Daily, the Daily Show. show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get him. <laughs> Actually, that, work. Uh, that would be really interesting <laughs> yeah um so that's that's gonna be interesting that movie's not gonna come out for a long time though i mean obviously they don't have their yeah. main people casted like i think the yeah. site said 2020 or something that's i a hope while that away. we get a glimpse of it in the uh in justice in the league. justice league movie it sounded yeah. like they're not they're definitely not having um green lantern be a part of justice league but they're definitely doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're not gonna have some sort of cameo or something there yeah right. there'll be a sequel where they go justice league unlimited and just have a full team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure yeah, i could see it'd be really dumb but i could see them just having ferris air um which is how jordan's airlines yeah huh. oh yeah yeah like a little Even just something like that for sure like a callback or something like a nod mm-hmm. yeah that accident that happened in ferris airlines that's what they do when, uh, <laughs> flash all the time on <laughs> on uh cw see i'm not familiar with like with green lantern lore so they've actually done that before huh i'm not they familiar in flash that's cool in the tv show yeah see oh. I'm, that's what i'm saying is i'm not that familiar with green lantern so i never caught yeah. that uh the movie i really liked the old green lantern movie until i read a comic and realized just how bad it was <laughs> yeah um my the biggest problem with the Green Lantern movie before, and I guess they're gonna completely bypass this. Sinestro in that movie, he's the red character. Um, yeah. We should have felt about him the way we do Loki. Um, you should have yes, made us. Yes. Yeah, Sinestro is a son of a gun. He's like the ultimate Green Lantern bad guy. Right. He trains Hal Jordan. Um, yeah. And he's super cool as a good guy. He's super tough and is like, he he blows up uh, Hal Jordan's plane. Uh, and throws the ring at him and says, never leave your ring in your locker again. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, how Jordan in midair has to figure out how to uh, make a plane when he's just started out. Um, but you really come to like Sinestro. He's very uh, cocky. and Yeah, uh, yeah he's he's pretty... He's a good character. So when he becomes a bad guy, you should be just heartbroken over Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And that emotion definitely didn't happen yeah which i was hoping to for that to happen in the movie and mm-hmm. it didn't yeah there was no emotion i was like oh there's a sequel okay <laughs> yeah right um and there wasn't a sequel <laughs> <laughs> so that definitely didn't Deadpool happen Deadpool was the sequel but there's gonna be green lantern for and hopefully that will be <laughs> green lantern better actually good green Lantern. yeah i'm really looking forward to that 
That'd be really great. So there's that. Also, news that actually isn't that new, <laughs> but I only just heard about it. It's uh, it's not good news. It's very bad news. Apparently, <laughs> Shyamalan has confirmed he's gonna work on Avatar: Life, Last Airbender two. What a twist! What? <laughs> Literally, no one asked for this. Everyone wanted that movie, that first Nobody. movie, to not exist because it was so bad. What with your wallet? Don't go see it. It's, yeah. It's not even because here's the thing. It's not even one of those movies where it's gonna be, you know, funny. So like funny bad to go see it. It's legitimately <laughs> terrible. So I yeah. mean, the last one was heartbreaking. It's just yeah, because there's definitely those <laughs> movies where it's like, oh, it's so bad, it's funny. I know there's like a huge cult following for you know the room, you know, movies like that where they get those weird cult followings. But that's not with this movie. That everyone, <laughs> everyone hates it. It's a cult boycotting yeah. or I hatred. Said, I don't know how. As soon as I saw the casting for the first movie, I was really disappointed. I thought Aang looked great um, when we were just hearing the cast casting. But I really think that at that time, so don't don't think that I'm saying now, Selena Gomez <laughs> um, and David Henry, they were in the Wizards of Waverly Place show, mm-hmm. uh, would have been a great Katara and uh, Sokka. Yeah. David yeah. Henry, he basically acted like Sokka in that show anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he just, he had that, that look. I think he would have been perfect for it. Um, with this, I, I kind of wish they would just reboot it same and i definitely feel that yeah yeah i'd love it i'm willing to give Shyamalan a chance if he actually listened to um the fans if he actually watched the show i mean <laughs> yeah that was a thing that he stated what he's he was not a fan of the show when he got it why would you make the movie if you're not a fan of the show I just don't. Of dollar signs. oh i just man. don't understand because it's that's the thing if they're gonna make it that if he's gonna make it actually good to the show it's going to be way too different than the first one so it's not even a sequel at that point but yeah. if he makes it too similar to the first one that actually makes it a sequel that means it's going to be crap so it's a lose-lose situation we're not going to get him a good movie <laughs> we're not going to get the, yeah. i mean it's gonna be bad <laughs> oh no he just uh, needs to binge watch the show and actually watch it because now that's a thing listen to the fans <laughs> you know yeah I listen to the fans it. Yes. Uh, not whitewash yes, the actors. Yes, not whitewash the characters. That made no sense to have uh, the, like, the southern, the water tribes uh, be white and then make the Fire Nation dark skin. And, like, <laughs> it is completely reversed in the animated show. Yeah, it kind of yeah. made no sense. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it's, it's such an easy fix, I feel like. Why can't you just get actors that would, I mean, I don't know. I don't understand his thinking at any point. So it was like super stereotypical Hollywood racism, and I'm sure that wasn't his plan. Like he wasn't trying yeah. to be racist, but like as far as stereotypes go, that was such a Hollywood stereotype of whitewashing. Yeah, yeah, um, it was to reverse them, <laughs> not to just have a white cast. I would have been okay with like a completely white cast to reverse <laughs> them and make the dark skinned people the bad guys is awful. Uh, yeah, and the effects, like he just the the effects in that that movie were. Uh, having I, four... I've been trying to be more positive with these podcasts, but I can't. I be positive. think, I, four think people... I even saw it in 3D, and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> having four people need to lift one boulder—that's not how it works. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> Remember how exciting it was, though, when that first trailer came out? 
and it was yeah and he was doing all the airbending stuff and then he knocks out all the candles yeah (laughs) yeah man that was i was so excited for that movie. that was a good time the trailers were better than the movie. Yeah. I just, the trailers had me really excited. The only thing I am curious about this movie is, um, you know, what it's going to do. Is it going to be based on book two? Because the first one was based on book one. Yeah. I would assume Because so. that would yeah. have to mean he would make a third one. Yeah, you gotta cram all the other, you gotta cram all those episodes into one movie. Because you could either yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, that's what he did with the first one. Yeah. yeah. So I just... And I, mean, I think that's doable. I don't know if you could make a movie... Uh, for half a season, or right, like right. That. Um, yeah. I think they need to be, you know, one long movie mm. to fill a whole season, um, which is unfortunate. But that's what you're gonna have to do. I think to get a cohesive story out of it. Uh, yeah. My my one piece of optimism here is that he knows he messed up. Um, he's re- he's like done interviews and stuff and said I wasn't a fan of the show. I didn't know what I was doing with it. Um, didn't really like it. And so for him to say I'm making a sequel, uh, <laughs> I would hope that that's because. He knows that he messed up and he wants to, like, find some form of redemption in it. I sure hope so. He's probably going to ruin Toph as well. I'll be really mad if he ruins Toph. She won't be blind. Oh, gosh. Oh, that'd be terrible. The first one's insulting. I'd be legitimately upset if they messed up Toph. Toph is one of the best characters. Yeah. Played by Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Actually, that'd be fine. That's what they did in the actual show. (laughs) That's what they yeah, did with the, Toph. Uh, they had the someone who just like freaking doing the yeah, Johnson. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, he was the boulder. The boulder. The boulder. <laughs> We're gonna have. And she was so boulder. excited about it. Yeah, it. probably gonna she have. She loved <laughs> Yeah, so everybody hated their their roles, and she loved it. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, an unfortunate thing that's happening. But we'll see. I have no idea. I don't think there's any trailers out. I don't think there's anything like that. It's more just him saying, like, you know, okay, I'm working on this project now. Once this project's done, I'm going to start working on Avatar 2. So. Yeah. That's what we got for movie news. Maybe we should go into something a little bit happier. Something we're actually excited about. (laughs) Something happier. Uh, I had a wonderful weekend. I had a lot of happy memories. Just a whole good week in general. Um, I went and saw Transformers. Transformers. Uh, I didn't. Uh, here's my thing. I like the Transformers movies uh, because I go to watch cars and robots. And that's what I get. Um, the movie definitely had its flaws. Um, the one thing I will say, it's kind of spoilery for those um, curious. I, I was really angry with the. Uh, it, it's not really a big deal, but Optimus Prime. He comes in and he's you know he's he's a big bad and obviously he becomes a good guy like that's just obvious I feel like he turned from Optimus Prime to Negatron. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, I can't remember what he calls himself. He does have a different name. Uh, but he really? goes, oh he no, what have I done? <laughs> and I was like in my head I was like you haven't really done much, man. Like you haven't been here um, <laughs> because he like snaps out of it basically and he's like what have I done? And I was like nothing really um nice. like she could have totally done this without you uh and i'm not gonna say any more than that because i've i've given a little bit of a spoiler to it but um you're not going to these movies for plots you go to see giant it's, robots fight it's michael um, bay you're gonna go for the fight scenes and the explosion and the action and all that yeah stuff. exactly and all of that is wonderful yeah good um the comedy is really strange uh, <laughs> it's very out of place but it is funny um, 
And so, yeah, if you've liked the other Transformers movies, you'll like this one. Uh, if you hated the other Transformers movies, you'll probably hate this even more. Um, Good to know. I, the only one I can say I really disliked was Revenge of the Fallen. Other than that, I liked Dark of the Moon, and Age of Extinction I thought was really I good. I feel like yeah. I can't even think about the ones I've seen. I saw the first one with Shia LaBeouf and maybe the second one. I don't think I saw any others. <laughs> I don't even know which one's supposed oh, to be. Oh, man. The second one I, was so long. I've enjoyed them all. They're all they're all wonderful. My only problem is there's still no GI Joes, which I'll, I'm probably never gonna get. <laughs> but I've right? wanted that since the third movie. Isn't that actually happening? I thought. Or I, I, they've talked about it. They've, they've it talked rumors. about it since the third movie. Yeah. Like when they made GI Joe the first time, like that whole idea was to get them to cross over, and then, um, with the reboot, kind of it was it was a sequel, but it was a rebooted sequel with all new characters. Um with Dwayne Johnson and Bruce Willis, they talked about that coming into play with performers, <laughs> and it's just never happened. I want to see um, The Rock, like, riding on Optimus's, like, shoulder or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> Get some big Transformer gun. Like, <sighs> so good. Cobra Khan Alliance. Um, oh, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, someday. Or not. Um, Autobot Joes. I think the thing is nobody really, <laughs> like, that, that gets really deep into nerdum. Yeah, uh, it does. Cobra Alliance and everything. Most people don't know that they want that. Uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> so, did that. Uh, I did play a little bit of Final Fantasy XV DLC. Not the Prompto one. I'm on Gladiolus. Um, the Prompto behind. one I didn't realize was a third-person shooter. I want to play it so much now. It's a third-person shooter. I didn't know that. Yes. it's. I saw some stuff on Facebook, and I was like, you know what? I want to finish Final Fantasy XV. Just so I can get to that. I mean, if you're playing as Prompto, I guess that sense. does make sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because he's a sharpshooter. Oh, dang. Yeah. Interesting. I need, to, I need to play uh, Final Fantasy 15 so I can get that. Like, oh. I saw Cody play it for a sec live on his page, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go play some Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I, I was only in there for like two seconds. I'm streaming on the page um, just when I can, but I was playing Killing Floor, and I was like, I don't want to post that on the, put that on the, on yeah. the page. Yeah. Um, because Killing Four is awesome. I've still been playing that a lot, but it's fun. It feels very natural. Gladiolus plays a lot like Noctis did. There's a few um, differences. Uh, the story is really interesting, though. It really makes Gladiolus seem like a teenager, um, which I guess they kind of <laughs> all are younger, but not. Like, They're Gladiolus all. Should be older I mean, Gladiolus and Ignis are the older third, ones. Like, oh man, I can't wait for Ignis's story. He's my favorite character. I love Iggy. I'm very curious what they'll do with that. Um, so that's that's been a lot of fun. And then uh, the weekend was just crazy. On Friday and Saturday, I went to Comic Con, Denver Comic Con. Um, I was pretty. We were weird with everything we did this weekend. We were very point A to point B. We knew exactly what we wanted. Cool. Um, so I got a uh, commission done last year, and I finally got a hold of it today or uh, this weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's of me and my wife as Starfire and. Nightwing, uh, I'm I'm Nightwing. Oh, I'm not I thought <laughs> the way That's... that I worded that, yeah, yeah um, that was great artwork though. Looks so yeah, good. I think you can see it on my Instagram is where I posted it. Um, yeah, really, really well done. Uh, she did awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, we did that. We went to a man named Ian McGinty. Uh, he's an artist. He does the comic work for Bravest Warriors. Oh, he did. Uh, Bravest Warriors is over. Cool. Um, does some Adventure Time, and then he has his own comic called Welcome to the Show Side. Um, so we chilled with him. 
It was really weird because he he's friended me on Facebook. Whoa. And he's super cool with me. He's a really great guy. Whoa. Um, but he's very like he was like gave me the show side for free and was like I owe this to you. What? And I was like. I don't think you do. <laughs> like, no, I told you last year I was going to get it to you, and I was like, I don't remember that, but I'm not going to. Oh, so he goes you. there every year? or? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't go last year, so I don't know what he's oh, okay. talking about. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but we, we talked, we hung out for a little bit. Um, he's going to be doing a commission for me as well, but it's going to be in his very cartoony. Um, oh, that's sick. That sounds so cool. I felt so bad because he saw... Oh, I didn't give her a shout-out. Rhiannon Owen is the one who did the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw her artwork, and he was like, I I can't I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it's cool, man. I want, like, your... Your style. Your They're definitely your, different styles, yeah. different types yeah. of art. Doesn't mean one's better than the other. Exactly. Uh, so I'm super stoked for that. Um, I We're working on trying to figure out what it's going to look like right now. Um, but I also brought eight volumes of uh bravest warriors to him we were gonna buy three so they were like uh he was at a different booth he was at his own booth by himself and then boom studios which is the ones who do adventure time comics and uh bravest warriors comics they had the they had the all eight volumes of bravest warriors uh and we used to own three of them but they got like wrecked uh and so they were like it's 15 dollars for each but if you buy more we'll get you a discount Oh, cool. And I was like, well, how much for all of them? <laughs> uh, and they gave us a really heavy discount, which was nice. cool. Nice. Um, and so I brought so, all eight volumes. So you said yeah, there's, there's like, only eight of them? There's no new ones? No, they said there might be... And they, huh. No one knew, which was weird. There might be one more coming. Well, um, they the, reason, remember. the reason I say that is because I have a Loot Crate exclusive uh, issue of Bravest Warriors. Oh, cool. So I'll have to like, send you a screenshot of it or something just to, like... Because I wonder if it's, like, its own thing or if it's, like, part yeah. of that, that series. Or if it's in the volumes. I don't know. They're yeah. very much, like, they usually have four or five different covers for each comic. Oh, okay. So it's probably a variant, an exclusive a variant. It could be a variant, yeah. Um, huh. Because we just, we have the volumes, so we don't have any variant-style uh, covers. But uh, I had him sign all eight of them. Plus, nice. the time a friend got me and signed, uh, so we didn't know that was coming to us. And then show side because um, that just got released as a volume. Oh, cool. And a Munchkin. Munchkin the board game. Oh, yeah. really? comic book series. That's legit. I want to play yeah, Munchkin. Yeah, for that, too. Um, so, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to both those people, Rhiannon Owens and uh, Ian McGinty. Both very cool, both very different styles. Um, Rhiannon Owens is very much a comic book artist. Uh, like, more traditional superhero comic books. Uh, also... Kind of an inside scoop, I guess, a little bit. Uh, when saw Nathan Fillion uh, oh. at his panel. Mm. Awesome. For those... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, Shelly. Sorry, Nathan Fillion's great. <laughs> my captain, my captain. Uh. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I loved it. He Someone was like, Mr. Fillion, he was like, no, please, call me your lordship. Ah. And then for the rest of the thing, like he was totally lordship. joking. They were like, your lordship. Uh, I bet there were some fans that took that very seriously, though. Yeah, they're like, yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, But no, a a couple of inside scoops. He is very uh, down to play Nathan Drake. Ooh, nice. Um, He was asking if he'd be into that, and uh, he was like, yeah, I could definitely play a devilishly handsome 
uh, man who gets into a lot of unlucky trouble. Uh, basically, <laughs> like he started describing uh, Captain yeah. Marvel's Firefly. I, think I mean, he voiced um, what's his face from Tangled, right? Was that him? What? Oh, I don't know, Finn. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, look that hey, up now. I, didn't know that was him. I think that was him. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I'll let LJ look that up and I'll come <laughs> um, Yeah. But he he is down for Nathan Drake. Uh, he when brought up Firefly. He oh, Zachary like, Levi played. Oh, played. never mind. Zachary Levi got them mixed up. <laughs> Zachary Levi, great Christian actor. We were just talking about him um, <laughs> last week. Yeah. I don't know why I got mixed up. I uh, think. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Nathan Fillion said Firefly is really up to us, um, the viewers. Uh, uh, he said it's kind of out of his hands at this point. Uh, uh, he's done it's a leaf in the wind. To make it happen. Uh. <laughs> LJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of leaf on the wind, um, someone was dressed uh, dressed up, asked if they could, if he could call Wash for her. Um, she was playing Zoe. So he called up Alan Tudyk. Oh. And, um, so he's calling him up, and while he's trying to call him up, it goes straight to voicemail. Oh. And he goes, you have reached uh, the voicemail number of, and it goes starts ringing off the numbers. And so he pulls the phone as far away from the microphone as possible, and he's like, no! And the voicemail keeps ringing, because it almost gave away the yeah. phone oh, number goodness. to Alan Tudyk. Oh. And he, he, answered, he, he was a voicemail, and he doesn't explain anything. He just goes, hey, buddy, you know, you're very talented. You should really not have an automated voicemail. You should make your own. And he goes, second thing, funny story. Uh, when's the last time you needed to change your phone number? And then it comes up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Uh, so Nathan Fillion was, was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Um, I love how up he is for, like, anything the fans want him to do. That Basically, cool. like, if Hollywood will give him money, he'll That's do cool. it. That's cool. Um, yeah, even if nice. uh, developers uh, give him money, he'll do it too. Yeah, that was another thing uh, that I thought was really interesting. He mentioned Cade Six, oh. and the way that he portrays Cade Six in Destiny Two, um, he plays him the same way and gets the same mindset that he did for Malcolm Reynolds. Huh. I feel like he does that for um, a lot of his roles, <laughs> but it, but yeah. it works. I thought that was really interesting that that's where his mind. Like that's not Mal Reynolds. Um, that's just Nathan Fillion at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's. The, I mean, a lot of actors do yeah. that, but um, I thought that was kind of cool. And then on Sunday, we didn't go to Comic Con. We went to the Renaissance Festival. Not a whole lot to share. We saw a Hypnotist, which is always fun. Um, Ooh, those we are fun. saw the statue. You, have you guys ever seen the, the people that paint themselves up in statues? Yes. Look like statues, oh yeah, yeah. And they move yeah. around and scare uh-huh. people. So this lady and this this guy, they do this thing where it's it's a fountain. <laughs> and they paint her like a fountain statue. And then it's all wired up to water hosing. And she actually dances while water is coming out of her fingertips oh, wow. and the top of her head. And that was really, really cool that to see. Cool. Um, yeah, very different take on that statuesque thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then we, we watched Fire Breathers. And it was very windy and they seemed very <laughs> legitimately worried. Um, which is crazy. You could hear the guy. He didn't say it into the microphone. He pulled the microphone away, but you could still hear him. And he was like, don't worry about me. Worry about the crowd. Um, and I was like, oh, this could actually be kind of dangerous. (laughs) But every time they were about to do a stunt, he was like, eh, whatever. We'll just do it. Um, had so a lot of fun. 
I bought some pants from the Renaissance Festival, and I'm wearing them right now because they're the comfiest pants in the world. <laughs> um, you bought a shirt from there last year too, right? Yeah, I bought a shirt from there last year. I'm working really hard on getting – doing two different outfits. I bought a bowler hat. Yes, yeah, sure, I bought a bowler hat. <laughs> oh, uh, my. You uh, done don't did Don't have the bowler hat with me. <laughs> but I'm working on a steampunk outfit, and then I'm working oh, cool. on like a, like a warrior's outfit. Um, and so it's been a slow gain over the years. Uh, so I bought the shirt last year, and then I bought the pants this year. Um, I think the next year is just going to be a belt. Really simple but expensive. Um, Renaissance clothes are super expensive. Yeah. Which is weird because you would think they'd be cheaper. From, they're like medieval time designs. They're not. <laughs> but everything's made by hand. Um, yeah. So, pants are super, super comfy. Hmm. Uh, that was basically it. The Renaissance Festival, like I said, we were very, like, in and out of that festival. Uh, we went and saw the things we wanted to see. We went to the stores we wanted to see instead of going around each store. Um, and it still ended up being, like, four hours of time. Um, but we had to get home for D&D, which is very cool to go to a Renaissance Festival and then play some D&D afterwards. <laughs> That is, like, um, a whole other level of geekery right there. <laughs> yeah. We were getting into character. That's cool. Uh, there you go. It was, it was <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, other things I'm geeking out about this week. Uh, Nintendo wants to make an anime based oh, on their, Finally. their video games. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> it looks like Star Fox is the big one they're looking at. Uh, nothing's yeah, well, been confirmed. Because they already did that 15-minute video when Star Fox Zero came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Fox would be great, but I'd be really mad if I don't get a Legend of Zelda. Yeah. So I was I was reading those tweets um, that uh, the Q and A tweets that that was in that article, and uh, apparently Shigeru Miyamoto said something about um, he's like yeah we'd be we'd be willing to make more anime uh, whether it be inside the video games or just freely distribute it and I was like huh like. Really, just throw it up on YouTube for people to watch. Like, yeah, weird. I think yeah. Um, it'd be great if they... They already released a couple of Kid Icarus anime when the game came out. Mm-hmm. And I actually really yeah. enjoyed watching those. Those were really well done. I thought and I saw one with Link somewhere in it, too. Like a clip Smash of Bros. one. That was, yeah, that was oh, one. Oh, they did Smash a Smash Bros. Bros one? So they already... Yeah, they already... Whenever it's um, Kid Icarus sort of game or, you know, related, they always do it in that anime style, cool. which I really like. And I think they do it super well. Um, so they could do that more. And um, shoot, what I else think, was I thinking? I think what they should really do is kind of do... Like, I know Marvel's out of it now, but the, what DC does with their animated originals... Like, I would love to see, like, animated original Nintendo movies. Like, anime. Like, that'd be really awesome. Oh, they're just movies? Yeah. Like, just movies. Like, a solid, maybe, hour and a half. Like, or maybe, like... I know the I know the DC ones are, like, a little bit shorter. They're, like, a little... Like, maybe an hour or, yeah. or so. They would do really well on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, like, one of those things. It's, like, I would love for them to do them, like... Because I would love to collect Blu-rays of those because I'm a huge movie collector. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like, if they had an anime if they had an anime movie about Star Fox or Zelda or even F-Zero, I know they used to do the F-Zero cartoon, but if they had movies centered around their Metro franchises, anime. Yeah, yeah, that'd definitely. be cool. Make it kind of dark and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, would totally buy those. I would have them all. Yeah, I think it's a really great idea to um, do more advertising of characters and stories that maybe yeah. the games either didn't do well or they just don't have a lot of games for it. 
you know, Star yeah. Fox especially, mm-hmm. you know, they know they messed up on the <laughs> Wii U Star Fox, but that doesn't mean that their characters or that the story or the world itself is very bad. It's just that it was right. a gameplay that everyone didn't like. So yeah. they could just right. do more advertising and they could do um, stuff with that world um, in anime and people will still eat it up. Yeah. And those fighters like that, those uh, air dogs fighting like yeah. type games. Yeah, dog fighting air dogs. Uh, <laughs> air dogs. I was gonna yeah, say some of those guys on Star Wolf are air dogs. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, but those are all like really popular. Yeah. Already, anyways, like these these dog fights and planes and stuff. Yeah, it just fits. Uh, yeah, they game. can make like a Star Best Wars scenario, like kind of. They go the route of Mario Bros. Or uh, what am I saying? Marvel. They go the route of Marvel. And all of these are secretly connected. Yeah. And they don't seem connected to anime universe. Except for an end credit scene. And then they end up in a Smash Bros. anime. Also, don't, also don't go the way of Mario Bros. That movie is terrible. <laughs> yeah, never go the way of Mario yeah. Bros. <laughs> so, so with this, I'm expecting... They're already talking about Star Fox, obviously. Yeah. Um, really hope they do Legend of Zelda. Really hope they do mm-hmm. Kid Icarus, because that's already the anime style. Really hope they do Fire Emblem, because that's already the anime yeah. style. Because they definitely, even their cutscenes are, it's more the 3D anime type yeah. thing. But even if they did straight up right. um, anime with the Fire Emblem characters, I would yeah. be so happy it about would it. That'd be yeah. so good. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Even like Pikmin, I feel like, could be could be good. Just like Pikmin a little short, maybe cool, nothing yeah. long. Just a little short, you know, something. Kirby would be cute. Kirby. Because, I mean, they already have the Kirby animated series, but that's not exactly yeah. anime. That's well, that's, definitely more, that's uh, why that thing got brought up. That's why Shigeru Miyamoto actually said that, because somebody asked him, you know, would you ever do anything, you know, like, or he asked him, I think it was uh, specifically why Kir- uh, Kirby Right Back At You hasn't been on Blu-ray yet or anything like that. And I think yeah. that's where the conversation came up. Yeah, definitely. I... I think that it would be really great to start doing animes. I've always wanted Funimation to do um, a Legend of Zelda. Just thinking of Full Metal Alchemist style yeah. uh, anime in a Legend of Zelda. Or story. even Metroid would be, would be a great tone piece. Like you could Metroid, you could have yeah. like you could have minimal like conversation and just make that a straight up tone piece. Like you know, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much they could do. Anime yeah. is such a great thing. Um, that's two of my dreams for uh, Zelda that'll never happen. Is Funimation making an anime and Square Enix making cutscenes for a game? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think we're a little bit past that now, and Link is going a very different style. Yeah, yeah. Um, but back when Twilight Princess was made, right. I was like, was Square Enix thought. needs to get on this. Mm-hmm. I would also um, love a Mario Kart short or something too. That'd be that really would be, Mario Kart would be cute. yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Super intense anime. <laughs> um, they could like speed the even Luigi, go like as the Luigi looking. They could even go as far as like making nods to like Speed Racer and doing like silly Speed Racer type stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Star Fox, Star Fox, Zelda, Metroid are like the ones that you could have a really serious, yes. um, teen-rated, you know, anime yeah. that would be really really interesting. In the in the same vein as Fullmetal Alchemist, uh, Sword Art Online, mm-hmm. um, in those tones. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Let's hope. Like I said, nothing's been confirmed. It's been more of a like. Well, he was just tweeted at, right? And he was like, Yeah, oh, it was. It was a, for it. Uh, somebody was. Re- uh, it was at a shareholders meeting, and somebody was uh, tweeting out the questions and responses. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool. Uh, also, stuff is going on in the world. 
uh, Futurama might be coming back in a way. What? Um, the, I can't remember his name, the, the producer, the guy that made it. Um, can't remember the name off the top of my head. Uh, everyone knows him. Something Groening. Matt Groening. Uh, he says that he's working on something. It's probably not more episodes, as much as I'd love it to be. Um, it's probably like a video game or like a virtual reality experience. Hmm. That's the They did just come out with a mobile game for Futurama. Yeah. And I also uh, thought I heard I don't I didn't look it up and look into it, but I also heard something about Futurama probably getting taken off Netflix. No. Yeah, like fans apparently fans are like really mad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Futurama's a great Yeah, I, lo- I love Futurama for those. <laughs> Stop uh, it. But that would be cool if it did become a show. Like I said, he said he's working on something. We don't really know what it is. Um Make make more hmm. or maybe in, it uh, doesn't have to be Futurama. Something original would be great too. No Futurama. No. <laughs> Just Futurama. <laughs> no, does no. Deal Anything goes. New originality is always great. Yeah. Um, Voltron, season three, that's exciting. Uh, that'll be debuting at San Diego Comic Con. Sweet. Should be coming up pretty soon here. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Voltron. Um, they've done such a great job with that show. Yeah. And the guy that plays. Lance, I believe. The blue one. I don't think his name's Lance. I think Lance is the other guy. I do not. Uh, I think it is Lance, isn't it? I don't know. The blue one is the voice of Finn from Adventure Time. Uh, he's one of oh, my favorite yeah. voice actors. He's the most like yeah. natural-sounding voice actor to me. Um, Bryce Pappenbrook is really my favorite. The, the other day, I went to Toys R Us to take my little cousin. Uh, we took my little cousin shopping because she's turning eight, and we went to get her birthday presents and stuff, but I was very That's excited funny. to see that Voltron stuff was in, like, the, like, action figure aisle and everything. I was like, yeah, it's getting recognition. Yeah. They've done really well with it. I yeah. Uh, and then uh, Stephen Amell is noted, saying that he wants Arrow to be funny. <laughs> um, I'll believe it yeah. when I see it. Because <laughs> they've been saying that uh-huh. forever, and I've every season I'm disappointed with uh, the lack of humor. Because uh, they're capable of doing it. We've seen Flash and we've seen Supergirl. Yeah, um, I mean, isn't Arrow was Green funny. Arrow... I mean, isn't he supposed to be funny? Oh, anyway? man. Like, that's just character. In Justice 2, he's hilarious. I was just going to say, in Justice 2, I've seen like a lot of those clips where he just makes the funniest <laughs> he's so little funny jokes. I'm just like, oh, it's so funny. He's very sarcastic. Yeah. Um, both him and uh, Hawkeye. From Marvel, yeah. like really quippy, sarcastic people. <laughs> Something about that arrow shooting. I don't know. So he wants to be close to the comics and funnier because he wants to be close to the comics. Yeah, uh, mm. which I think is great. That's a good but reason. We'll, we'll see. Uh, there was that season where it ends and he's like, "Something's different," and they're like, "What?" And he's like, "I'm happy." And that was supposed to be them saying like, "He's Aww. in a better place and he'll be funnier." And the first couple episodes, he had some like cheesy one-liners that I loved, uh, but then it kind of fell off when real stuff started happening he couldn't really be that's a bummer like they they put him in some really serious positions but that's how the comic yeah. books are too he gets put in really serious positions and able to be optimistic yeah about them. um i need so to we'll catch see. up and then i thought this was really interesting too uh youtube red we talked mm-hmm. about this last week uh they're picking up more and more shows they're working on a jumper uh oh. you guys remember is jumper. that the that's the movie movie with um, Anakin. Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Yeah, with Anakin. Oh, goodness. 
Hayden Christensen, that's his name. I was like, it's Anakin. Um, it was a good movie. Yeah, like, I, I, I remember thinking it was good, but I didn't know if it was actually good or if it was just me thinking that. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I was young when I watched it. Um, I don't think I've seen it all the way and through. And I watched it, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, then. It, it was pretty good. Like, it, it had a great concept. It, it like, from, you know, I, I need to watch it again, but it, it was solid. I remember it being good. Yeah. Uh, but YouTube Red is picking up a spinoff. They're going to call it Impulse. Huh. Um, and it's off the same concept. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. YouTube Red seems to be picking up very serious content um, this time around. I guess you could say they're well read on their pop culture now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There we go. We haven't had a pun. All podcasts. Joe hasn't been here. Yeah, he's really good. Our that. Punisher hasn't been here. The Punisher. <laughs> we miss you, Joe. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what YouTube Red is doing because it's picking up some very uh, big content pieces, um, very expensive sounding content pieces, and maybe it can actually uh, hold its own up against like Netflix and stuff. Ooh, that'd be um, interesting. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever hurt Netflix, no. but um, maybe it'll be worth my money um soon mm-hmm. uh they're doing that and they're doing youtube tv which is the thing it's like 30 dollars. oh see hulu's trying to do that now too everybody's trying to get on the live tv you know biz now right i mean yeah if they can do it like that's great for cable cutters yep so uh yeah i think that is the end of the podcast um nothing else really going on sweet uh what about you guys um, I don't know. I'm working on a review for that Shadow of the Beast uh, game that I talked about. Um, I should, I think I, I, I got to start writing it, but that'll be out soon. What we're trying to do is uh, Maurice has been trying to get people to like, we're trying to knock out some of these like more notable games that we originally missed because we were so like short staffed in the gaming section. So um, I think uh, the next couple months he's trying to get some people to review some of these uh hotter titles um so which, which i like because summer's perfect time because not a whole lot happens in july and august so mm-hmm. yep uh, uh i don't know it's gonna be it's, it'll be my birthday on the days this releases so that's exciting awesome oh, happy yeah. birthday hey, Thank uh you. i did forget something oh. before we end it right. um going back to Denver comic-con um, I definitely want to give a shout out to a dragon named Cole. Oh yeah! Um, I talked to LJ. I just think of Cole from Dragon Age. Age. I know. <laughs> Joe asked me because they brought up a dragon, that dragon cancer, uh, and then Joe immediately thought of like the coal industry and was like, "Is it a propaganda piece?" Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Um, it's about a dragon who can't fly, uh, so he learns to like read and write and decides he's going to be a knight. Uh, it's very sixteen bit. Um, cool. We'll get to play a little bit of it, but they don't have the uh, combat mechanics in the game yet, which I thought was really weird. Um, so it's very much in this like extreme. Yeah, I think it's like a side scroller, right? Yeah, it's a side scrolling platformer, um, and it, it looks gorgeous. It reminds me a lot of like Shovel Knight. That's um, nice. Oh, Shovel Knight's my jam. I, yeah, I yeah. dig Shovel Knight. You literally, I get uh, it. I'm hoping <laughs> they would like to be on the podcast at some point. Um, so hopefully we'll be guessing them, but it's not going to be for another, they said it could be anywhere between October and January. They're wanting to do it, you know, when they start kickstarting this game so they can, you know, Sweet. push Makes that sense. hard. Uh, but they're Christian developers, which I thought cool. was great. 
Um, the art style is very cutesy, but they said it's like Disney meets the anime Berserk. Uh, Whoa! It's super dark and yeah. gory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds crazy. That's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, they're Christian developers the same way the developer of Killing Floor 2 is a Christian. <laughs> uh, the game cool. is definitely not, like, a Christian game. Um, See, I like that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, they're really putting their geekdom. I mean, like, they're putting their geekdom out there as a main thing instead of, like, instead of trying to just tell everybody, hey, we're Christian. You know, they're, they're right. Christian developers. It's like, it reminds me of, uh, I think it's C.S. Lewis who said it. Uh, yeah. A Christian shoemaker doesn't uh, show that he's Christian by putting little crosses on the shoes. He does so by making quality shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of what these guys are doing. They're making a quality game. Yeah. Um, and it's it's going to be this cute, gory, quirky thing. Um, but it looks like a lot of fun. It looks beautiful. And I think it's going to have a really deep story. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I had to give them a shout awesome. out. I can't believe I almost forgot. Um Hopefully we'll have them on the show yeah. someday this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think that's everything then. Happy birthday, Shelly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, where's yes. LJ? Where they can find you at? You can find me on Twitter at WarHeroLJ, and you can find me on uh, the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel streaming every Sunday, and uh, that's about it. Cool. How about you, Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24, and you can find me on Twitch at Shellshock24. And you can find me everywhere at Cody Armor, except for Facebook, which is Armor Cody, <laughs> because they won't let me have it. Uh, <laughs> I'm salty, but I haven't got my YouTube changed to slash Cody Armor. Um, so, yeah, Google the name, you'll find it. Yeah, I'm sure any, anywhere you Google our names, you'll find us. Yeah, or try Joe Morgan. You'll find a baseball player if you if you Google Joe Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, in closing, keep gaming, keep praying. <laughs>